So why I come up with Outcast was because Alabama, and when I say Alabama, I'm talking South Alabama. I'm talking about 30 minutes from the line, from the Florida line. So we got sandy soil. Our deer don't get as big as, you know, they may get up north. And you don't hear many people coming to Alabama to hunt monster deer. So, South of the Black Belt. Right. So, I mean, I, that's why I say we're outcasts, you know. I mean, we, we're not... We're deer hunters. We do the best we can. We try to shoot the biggest we can. We try to shoot, you know, what we can and what we got here in Alabama. But, you know, we're not one of them states that everybody just comes to, like, to shoot big deer. So that's why I say we're outcast. you know. I like it because a lot of the deer hunting content or any hunting content mm. is all Midwest related. Mm. That's right. Or a vast majority of it. Exactly. Which applies nothing to us. That's right. So, you know. As we go forward, we can share hunting stories and tactics, how we killed deer or turkeys. And, uh, and the element share. that we're given here in South Alabama. That's right. <laughs> and then, then maybe people can learn from that. And if nothing else, what I'm really excited about is uh, recording these stories to look back on and relive those moments. Absolutely. Uh, I think about Dawson and Danny. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and my kid, yeah. I was about to say, I was wondering if I could make a joke about it. Whoever, yeah. Yeah. What, how my many kid. kids Alan has? One day. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I, have, I probably got a few out there somewhere. I ain't no telling. And that hey. poor kid, we'll pray for him. All right, so that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. That's why we're calling ourselves Outcasts and recording this podcast. And we kind of gave an idea of what's to come with future podcasts. Right. So do you want to dive into the story of, of uh, Kicker? We can. I mean... Let's go ahead. Well... We can always circle back to anything else. That we oh, forgot. yeah, absolutely. First of all, <clears throat> first of all, to this day, we have had two shooter bucks on the property that we're hunting this year, which we've had this for the past uh, two years, I believe. So we've got two shooter bucks as of right now. And when you say we, you mean you and Talon. I've never. Yeah, me, Talon. Yeah, well, I've Dad, never been. More Dad, Dad, never I've never really. set foot on the place except yeah. help you drag out a deer one time. Right. Also, right. our shooter bucks <laughs> ain't no 220 class bucks. They're definitely not 200, 200 <laughs> no. class bucks. We're talking maybe pushing one high 120s, yeah. maybe low 130. I was about to say, 120 I mean, around here is really good. Oh, yeah. In my 130, opinion. A 130 class deer around here. It's, makes the headlines. Yes, I mean you, yeah. we do have 160 class deer, mm-hmm. but when you kill a 160 class deer, that is that's like that very is rare. a monster. That's the ones that here. you put in the newspaper. Absolutely, absolutely. That picture goes all over the place around our small towns. South so, of the Black Belt. Yeah, yeah, south of the White Belt. Well, I mean, you can yeah. get up in the White Belt and kill. Something a little bit. I mean, right? maybe yeah, uh, I mean, but still, I mean, they may be a little more. <clears throat> You know, they, they may kill a few more up there, but even in the Black Belt in, in South Alabama, I mean, a 160-class deer is a monster. Uh, we're not talking 200-class. So when we say 130-class deer, that's absolutely a trophy for me, any of us sitting here, and anybody, really, in in Alabama. I mean, anybody would be excited to kill one of them. So, uh, But, yeah, so <clears throat> we've got... Two shooter bucks as of right now on our property. Um, so my dad's camera is actually where I had my camera to start with, where I killed Kicker at. But my dad's camera was sitting there, and uh, and he got pictures of Kicker and another eight-point, which we call the Big Eight. 
Um, and I was actually after the big eight because we got more pictures of him early season. Um, but later down the road, we lost big eight. Big eight hadn't been back. So uh, we don't know where he's been. We hadn't seen him since. Um, but uh, so dad, one day I was doing my thing and dad sent a picture of kicker. And dad said, we may have something here. And I thought to myself, absolutely. Uh, especially during bow season. So I killed, I, I killed kicker on November 1st. Um, <clears throat> when he sent me that picture, I thought, I've got to get in the woods as soon as possible. So that's what I did. Uh, every day after work, I would get in the woods, whether it be a little late, early, whatever it may be. Um, and then there, there for a little while, we had some hot weather. I still got in the deer stand. I got in the deer stand every day as, that I could. And uh, when I got in there, um, the wind may be good, may not be good. So let's pause right there because mm. I have a question, and this is something I've been thinking about. I have an opinion on it, but I want to see what you say. Mm. You said it had been hot, hot weather. And when, while you were hunting the hot weather, were you still seeing movement? Do you think that that hurt the movement? I saw... Did you feel like you were wasting your time going during the hot weather? I mean, I, as a hunter, and what we know, uh, or what we think as a hunter, is cold weather gets the deer moving. But um, I really didn't see a slowdown in movement of deer. Uh, I still saw small bucks. I still, I still saw... Uh, does come out the same does that we always get pictures of they came out the small bucks would come out from time to time but uh no slow no no movement kind of back i mean I, I mean no not really and then the other thing is this um so we haven't really told each other these stories that we want to tell on the podcast mm -hmm. uh we've been waiting till now to share it so that we could ask the questions you know at, as they came to our mind, uh, what was the, not landscape, what's the word I'm trying to think of? What, what was the area like that you were hunting? Was it all pines? Was it all hardwoods? Um, it's was mostly, it open field? Mostly pines. Uh, we got some hardwood fingers that go out through there. Uh, I think the, the, biggest, the biggest, I guess you could say, advantage or the, or the biggest thing that I like the most on the property is uh, there's a river um, that butts up to our property. And of course, deer stay on that river all the time. And there's hardwoods that butts up to that that river. Um, mostly all pine trees. Um, Are you which, just on the edge of them? <laughs> uh, to a certain extent. So there's a power line that runs through the pine trees. Um, and most everybody around here, if they have a power line on their property, they utilize that power line for a food plot or, or any kind of food source uh, of any type. So, uh, so I, was, I was using that power line. Uh, now, I do like to sit off of the power line or off of the edge of a field just because uh, in, in my experience uh, years of deer hunting, um, bucks, you know, most of your big bucks are going to stay in screened areas. They're going to stay hidden most of the time. Uh, at night, they'll come out into the fields uh, because they feel safer, I'm assuming. But uh, Unless you're chanting flowers and they just come to you. Yeah, like <laughs> all the stinking time. Yeah, like. I wish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, so I, I was sitting on the edge business. of a power line. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. I was sitting on the edge of a power line, and, and the woods around that is pretty thick. So you got big pine trees um, just big enough that I could hang in it with my, uh, with my saddle. 
they're not huge pine trees, but they're just big enough to, to set a saddle in. Uh, very little cover for me, though. Oh, yeah, that's right. This was, was this your first hunt with a saddle? Yes. So first, first hunt. hunt with a saddle. First hunt you with killed a saddle. First hunt with my brand new bow, my phase four. And I Hashtag got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Man. Yeah. A lot of first, not the first deer, but a lot of first on this hunt. Uh, my first hunt out of the saddle. Uh, well, I say my first hunt out of the saddle. Not really my first hunt out of the saddle, but my first deer killed out of a saddle. Because uh, I, I think I set on kicker. Uh, I think I set on kicker four days before I actually shot kicker. I think we've got three trail cam pictures of him coming out three days in a row. Uh, but back to my story as to when Dad uh, sent me the picture of Kicker, uh, we, we prematurely named Kicker. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> I guess the way the angle or the, ang the angle of, of how the deer was standing, he looked like he had a Kicker. Uh, so we just all of a sudden hollered, you know, we're going to call him Kicker. Well, you know. No kicker on this deer. <laughs> yeah, there is no, no kicker, kicker on this on deer. This deer. <laughs> uh, cool story we'll get into later, but um, after we killed the deer, we found something else out that we didn't know. But, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, when Dad sent that picture, I thought to myself, I have to get in the woods as soon as possible, and I've got to get in there as much as possible. One, I was about to have a little baby girl. She was, uh, she was due November, uh, November 30th. And you killed him And uh, I killed him on November 1st. And she came on November 6th. So I killed him just in time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we, we got three pictures uh, of, of Kicker uh, on trail cam pictures. And uh, <clears throat> so I got off into the woods as much as possible, and I, I watched the forecast. There was some cold weather coming. Uh, I knew at that point in time, and that was the, that was the four days that I set. Uh, I think it, the cold weather started coming in, and it was probably 50-something degrees the first morning. And then we set, and as we and, – and, as I kept going throughout the week, uh, it got down into the 30s. Uh, so I knew if, if I have a chance, I felt like, uh, now I could have killed him at 80 degree weather. I don't know. I mean, I don't, just I don't, a chance he was yeah, gonna I just felt like as a hunter and, and being out there, I felt like, well, cold weather is when the deer are going to move. So I really hit it hard them four days. Um, I got in there. The day I actually killed Kicker uh, actually was the worst day of hunting that I've ever been a part of <laughs> uh, until the very end, yeah. you know, when I, when I sent one through him. But uh, so when I got there, there's a bobcat that stays down there all the time. The bobcat mm -hmm. was sitting at the gate. I was a little late. I was a little aggravated because I got off work. I took off down there, and I was a little late getting there. I get to the gate, and uh, the there's a bobcat there. sitting at the gate. Yeah, <laughs> at absolutely. The gate. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, uh, is this a sign? I'm fixing to leave. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, I sat in, and uh, so I actually got out of the truck, went to the gate, and the bobcat watched me walk towards the gate. I opened the gate. Now, I say sitting at the gate. The bobcat wasn't sitting directly at the gate, but he was kind of, you know, he was 40, 50, 60 yards behind the gate, whatever it may have been. Uh, but he was just sitting in the road behind the gate. And uh, I actually unlocked the gate, opened the gate, <clears throat> threw the chains on the ground, went back to my truck, and he was still sitting there. So I actually tried to get my bow out of the back seat and throw my release on. As soon as I got my release on, I looked up from putting my release on. The bobcat was nowhere to be found. I was going to try to send one through him, but I didn't get the opportunity. So I got, you know, I got down there, and uh, I got in my deer stand probably about 4, 4 o'clock, 4.05, something like that, I believe it was. When I was walking to my deer stand, there were two does already out in the power lines. They saw me, of course. Uh, the wind was howling. Uh, I think it was 
I think when I checked, it was 15, I think it was a 15-mile-an-hour wind that day, uh, which was terrible. Um, and the wind was not in my favor. Uh, it was swirling. To start with, it was in my favor, but it was swirling. Uh, when I got down on that power line, it, the wind was just everywhere. So when I was walking in, the two does that saw me, they took off running back towards the river, which I knew kicker was coming from the river, according to the, the trail cam yeah. picks that we got. Mm -hmm. And uh, so when the does ran towards the river, they were blowing. Seemed like for an eternity, uh, but probably two or three minutes, they just constantly blew. Uh, so I went ahead. I got up in my, in my stand and... Whatever. <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't a real hunt. <laughs> Guy blowing. Hey, it gets better. Does it gets better. Blowing him out of the tree stand and stuff like that. Bobcat. Yeah, Bobcat waiting at the hey, gate. They should have snuck in there undetected. Yeah. No, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Hey, All right. I'm, I'm you, it gets better than that. So I get in the deer stand and, and I'm sitting there. I'm thinking to myself, just like any other hunter, I feel like would think to themselves, is like, go home. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. is it even worth it anymore? Forget because this. they're yeah. still blowing. And I'm in my deer stand now, and uh, uh, they're blowing down there where I think he's coming from. Now, he could be anywhere, and that's one thing that wasn't running through my mind at the time. The only thing running through my mind is that's the direction he comes from, then that's the direction they're blowing in. He's probably gone. So, uh, anyways, I, I sit there anyways, and probably about 30 minutes after uh, they stopped blowing, everything started to calm down except for the, the wind. The wind was still howling. Uh, <clears throat> I caught a glimpse out of something coming down the power line out of coming from the north, and I was facing south in my saddle. So coming from the north, I caught a glimpse of something running down the power line towards me. Uh, so, of course, I kind of slowly cut my eyes over there, and it's a small seven point that I've seen multiple times. I think I videoed uh, one of the small little seven points and oh, sent yeah. it to you. Yeah. Uh, I had him at like 15 yards yeah. several times he he come out. But uh he come running down. Uh, he come running down the power line, and uh, he got right there at me, parallel. And when he got parallel to me, I don't know if it got strong enough. I don't know if my my scent was strong enough or what. I, I don't know how he knew that I was there, or even I don't know if he knew I was there. Maybe he just was looking in a. He wasn't, a maybe he wasn't looking at me, uh, but he was he was looking in my direction. I thought he was looking at me. So he come and he's running down the power line. He gets parallel with me, and I'm looking at him, and uh, he looks dead at me, turns around, wheels out of there, and he goes towards the river, blowing, blowing, in the same direction that, that the does. Same direction as, as the does. And how long after this? I go ahead. Man. That's thirty minutes after the does had got done blowing. No, so. how long? You'll tell, I guess, of how long the deer was between the blow of that deer and when he showed up. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, that was 30 minutes. So that was probably 4.30, 4.35, something so here's, like that. So here's a question I have for you. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Were they running buddies? Uh, I did get a, I think out of the three pictures we got on, we got of Kicker on the trail cam, uh, I seven believe he was, was in there. one or two of them, yeah. So when you saw this small seven point, did you think, all right, he's on the way? To be honest, uh, the way he was acting, I did because he come in running. Mm. Uh, when he come in running, the first thing that I thought was to look behind him because the bucks this time of the year are all running together. They're still bachelor groups, you know. Uh, so any buck that came in there, I was looking for something else behind it uh, or to come in with it. So, yeah, I did think that uh, for a second. But, um, you know, thinking back, I'm glad that he was by himself. Uh, but... You know, he come in. He looked. He looked like he looked. It looked like he looked dead at me, and uh, 
anyways, he wheeled, he got out of there and went to blowing. Same place, down there at the river. Same place kicker comes from. And uh, Your rage level at this point. Oh, yeah, I'm hot. It? I'm hot. <laughs> I I'd absolutely. Have, I'd have been headed down the stand. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd have been doing I, was, I, mean, I was definitely like, uh, forget this. You know, this is a bust. This is, this is not going to work out. So I thought to myself, too, though. I was like, well, I'm already here. You know, maybe the wind will calm down. Whatever, you know. Keep talking. I'm just going to um, make sure the computer's good. And uh, so also they um, – the deer that was coming out were not coming from a, a certain direction. So the does that were blowing at me to start with, they saw me coming. Of course, they ran off and blew. But the eight-point calm from upwind uh, came in, and I guess my wind was my scent was circling, or the wind was uh, was circling, or whatever it was doing. And he caught my scent, and and he took off. So I knew at that point I was like, you know, if he does come in right now. I'm not going out smart kicker because these other little does and these small bugs, you they're outsmarting me yeah. already. There ain't no way, you know, mm-hmm. kicker being like he is and, and however old kicker is, um, there's no way. So uh, anyways, I sit there and, and listen to him blow and blow and blow. And of course, like you said, I'm mad, I'm hot, I'm sick of this, you know, I'm fixing to go to the house. Then I thought to myself, you know, I'm just going to hang out. Whatever happens, happens. Next thing I know, it's probably 10 minutes after that deer stops blowing. I got three does coming down out of the hardwoods, coming down in, well, I say the hardwoods, the pine trees, coming down out of the pine trees, coming into the food plot. Now, they're downwind. They come into the pine, They come into the power line. When they come into the power line, they start to head down towards me, but when they get down there to me, one of them stops, and, of course, she's doing the head bob. Mm-hmm. And I knew, I knew <laughs> yeah. I was busted yeah. immediately. Right then. And you talk about you talk about mad. I was uh, I was sick of it at that point in time. <clears throat> of course, she does the head bob. She starts stomping. She takes off, but does not go towards the river. She goes up towards the road, towards the truck, back onto up on the highlands, mm-hmm. away from the river. Well, uh, you know, I, I'm at this at this time. I'm just hoping that. You know that fat raccoon that Talon sees sometimes when he goes out there. Is every out, time, and then maybe, no, <laughs> nah. nah. every time this happens to him, that happens to me. I see a raccoon, <laughs> he gets blown out by four deer, and somehow <laughs> a buck shows up. A raccoon shows up when I go. Yeah, so <clears throat> at this time I'm like, it's over with. You know, there is nothing. Uh, there is absolutely nothing that is telling me that this deer is coming out tonight. You thinking about getting down at this point? Yes. Yeah. Matter of fact, I almost did get down. Uh, I actually put my quiver back on my bow and was going to get down at this point. And I told myself again, I was like, you know, I'm here. I'm just going to sit back. I'm going to relax. I actually got my phone out, started watching some YouTube videos, started watching football. <laughs> no, you know, never whatever. Right, so what time know? is it at this point? This is probably uh, – I think so the does that come in uh i mean the buck that came in was about i'd say it was about 4 45 something like that um so they came in about 10 minutes after that buck i caught the glimpse of them coming in so we're looking at about 4 50 maybe five o'clock something you know right there at it okay. um and these are this is still this is still when daylight hours was a, a lot longer so mm-hmm. I, I still had till about 6 30 mm-hmm. maybe 6 45 something like that so i still had an hour 
and a half, maybe a little over that to sit. So, uh, and that also ran through my mind. You know, I was mad, but I also thought, you know, I still got a lot of daylight left. Um, so anyways, time rolls on. So I've got one, two, three, four, five, six. I've got six deer that have blown and blew me out of my stand. I would say probably around 5.05, maybe, something like that. It was five-something, but, it you know, it was after the does had ran off, they were blowing, doing what they were doing in the highlands, not down by the river. And uh, the wind, and I don't know, I don't know, I, I, my experience of hunting, you know, the closer it gets to dark, a lot of the times the wind will die down just a little bit, and then it may pick back up throughout the night. Uh, well, it died down mm. to almost nothing. I mean, it was dead silent. I could hear everything. There was no trees moving from a, a breeze. There was nothing. And typically, that's when you know it's about to get good. Mm. Exactly. And I thought to myself, you know, the first deer that blew at me didn't bother the second deer that came in. Mm. The second deer that blew didn't bother the three does that just came in. Then, I guess my hope level started rising. Mm. I was like, okay, maybe we can make a go of this, you know. So I'm sitting there. I hear something behind me from coming from where the three does left out and started blowing. I hear something behind me walking. I try to look back. I can't see nothing through the, you know, the, through the thick brush or whatever. I can't see nothing, but I can hear it walking, and I know it's a deer. It's not something else. So, um, so I, my head's back looking, you know, doing whatever, and uh, I'm looking back at that. Well, I catch something coming out of the other side of the power line. Well, it was a doe. The doe comes down. She walks down the hill, comes all the way to me, and this doe did not blow me out. So the wind stopped. Nothing's moving. The doe didn't blow me out. She feeds around a little bit at probably 30 yards. So I'm thinking, I'm in the money, you know. This deer's not blowing me out of my stand. I'm good to go. Let's see what happens. I hear deer behind me walking. I got a doe in front of me. Here comes another small, here comes a buck coming out of the other side of the food plot, I mean uh, power lines. He's a spike. He comes out, and we got a six-point right behind him. Well, that six-point and that spike comes out. When they come out, they do their thing. I still have something behind me walking, so I kind of, I make sure that they're not, you know, looking at me, doing their thing. They're content. Like, they have no idea I'm there. So I kind of, you know, I move back to try to find out what's walking behind me, you know. I still can't see it, but I know it's a deer. Well, as I'm looking back, I catch a glimpse. While I'm looking back at whatever is walking behind me, I look, I catch a glimpse of something, and I don't know if it's the flicker of an ear or a tail or what, but I know it's a deer. Well, I'm scared to death to look back now because whatever it was behind me or the deer behind me cracked the limb. So I know that the deer are looking at that, and I'm looking at that. Now I have no chance to move my head back because if I do... I have no cover up in them pine trees. I mean, it's like a, it's like sitting on a, a power pole. Um, I can't move. This is when my nose itches, my, exactly. my eye itches, Absolutely. my neck starts itching, <laughs> everything starts itching. Yeah. That's when that happens. Mosquitoes is buzzing. Yeah, mosquito gets in your eyeball. Ears, yeah. Yeah. Um, can't move. And this time of year is bad for mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. So, yes, Especially absolutely. like 50 degrees while he's out there. Yeah, and around water, there's yeah, no doubt. Yeah, the river. Um, so I can't move. Uh, and, I'm, and keep in mind, this is my first first couple of sits in a saddle so i hadn't gotten the hang of the saddle now i do have knee pads on but at this point in time when the deer started coming out i had already relaxed when all them deer blew me out of my stand i was no longer standing my knees were against the tree well my left knee 
and le- well, my left leg is completely gone. It's asleep. <laughs> there is no standing up. If I want to stand up, there is no standing up. I'll fall out. I'll do whatever. But I can't feel my left leg. So I'm trying to enjoy the tingling feeling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing Making else I can do. Telling your mind, it's not yeah, really hurting. That's yeah, just in exactly. my mind. Yeah. Just enjoying the pain at yeah. the moment. And, uh, and I'm still looking behind me. And as I'm looking behind me, uh, <clears throat> that deer comes on around, and I see that it's a, a small buck. And when I say small buck, I'm thinking it was probably like a four-point. I couldn't really tell. But it never came into the food plot. It stayed behind me the whole time. Uh, so I'm watching him out of the corner of my eye looking behind me still. The deer are still in front of me, but I have no idea if they're looking at me, if they're spooked. I have no idea, but I can't move. Finally, I got sick and tired of staying in the position I was in, and I was like, I got to do something. And he's not out here anyways. You know, I'm turning. So I eased my head back around, and as I eased my head back around, I look out there with the, I think it was two or three does and the six-point and spike. And he's standing in the middle of them. He had just made his way out he there. He had made his way out there. And I'm assuming, because I didn't see him come from behind Across. me, he come from the river. Um, so what was your standing. face when you saw him out there? I didn't have a clue. <laughs> it looked like somebody just crapped and shoved him oh, in his face. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. I was like, you know, uh, uh, it's game time. You know, that's, uh, that's, that's all I could think at the moment. I was like, it's, it's, it's go time. He's here. Uh, while I'm shaking like a leaf, you know, <laughs> on the fourth and, set. <laughs> yeah, on the fourth set, yeah. and uh, so, anyways, he's standing there, and I I know immediately when I turned around, I'd seen him. I looked at his camera pictures, and I knew immediately who it was, and uh, I could see his rack. You know, he's well outside the ears. He's looking away from me. Uh, everything was great. The only problem I had was the way I was sitting in my saddle. I was facing south, and. Uh, <clears throat> The way he was, the way he was positioned, was the per, the trees here, and I'm and and I'm facing the tree. He was positioned off to my left hand side, and my bow was hanging. I had my, I already had my hand on my bow, ready to take it off the rack. But I had so many deer there at 30 yards, I can't move. You have a lot of eyes on you. Absolutely. So, and I got deer behind me, so I'm like, I have no idea who's looking at me. I'm looking dead at him. I have no idea what else is happening. Well, next thing I know, I see something out of the corner of my eye doing exactly what that seven point did earlier that day, coming down the middle of the power line towards me again. Well, I look back, and it's a deer we've never seen before. It's a tall eight point. And uh, when I say tall, he's one that's, he was a shooter if the other deer, if Kicker wouldn't have come in that night, he was a shooter too. Uh, never had pictures of this deer. Still to this day, never saw him again after this day. Remind you, I see a raccoon. <laughs> this, guy, yeah. this guy has a deer. I know about a the deer hate it. Yeah. I had no idea yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. 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 so the tall eight there. point. The tall eight point. He's coming in, and uh, I look at him. Matter of fact, he made me take a double look. Uh, a double look. That's how tall he was. He did not grow out. He was just tall, straight up. Uh, so I take a double look at him, like. Oh God! Is he <laughs> is he running the race yeah. with Can Kicker? Because yeah. if he don't give if Kicker Kicker don't give me a shot, if he does give me a shot, I'm all in, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I see this tall eight walking towards me and the other deer that's thirty yards, you know, in front of me, um, Kicker, I see Kicker, and I'm looking at both of them out of the corner of my eye. I'm looking at him, looking at him, looking at him, looking at him. And uh, I see Kicker start to walk. 
And if Kicker would have never done this, if he would have never come parallel with me that day, I'd have never killed him. So Kicker, like I said, the pine tree's here. I'm facing the pine tree. Kicker's here, which actually helped me out a lot with him because he could have caught me moving or anything like that when I was turning my head and all. But the tree was in my way. But I'm looking at him. Here's the pine tree. Here's Kicker. And I'm looking at him on the other side of the pine tree here. And just for the, in case anybody's listening and not watching, Kicker is at your 10 or 11 o'clock. Uh, right? Yes. He, okay. yep. Yep. Okay. He's at my probably, yeah, he's at my 11 o'clock. Uh, probably more at my 11 o'clock than 10 o'clock because okay. if he was out here, I could have unracked my boat and at least tried a shot. But the way he was positioned, I would have had to have swung around. Now, if he was the only one out there, I could have swung around, mm -hmm. but with all the eyes on me, there was no way. Right. And then I had the deer behind me. I had this eight point coming up behind me. It, it was just a, it was a, it was a mess. So um, I knew I couldn't swing and I couldn't stand up. I'm in a bind. All that's running through my mind is whenever he gives me an opportunity, I've got to take it. There's, and the only opportunity I had was if Kicker walks towards this eight point that was coming or walks towards the backside of the power lines, that would make him parallel with me and I could get my, I could get my bow off the thing, <laughs> off, the, uh, off the hook, and he's parallel with me and I could shoot him sitting down. Uh, with my knees against the and tree. He would be at your nine o'clock at this point. Yes. yes, he would be directly, yep, directly okay. parallel with me. And uh, sure enough, I mean, the eight point come down, and as I was looking at the eight point, I was also looking at Kicker out of the corner of my eye, and I see Kicker. He sees the eight point. The eight point sees Kicker, so and whether point, or not eight point kind of helped you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Took absolutely. I have no idea. Kicker may have eventually, but now I'm losing daylight. Meanwhile, when I go hunting, I'm yeah. just hoping to see that one. Like, who the heck is out there deciding? <laughs> am I going to shoot this one or this one? Not us. This ain't normal. <laughs> I promise, this ain't normal. And uh, so, you know, uh, so Kicker sees that eight point, and that eight point sees Kicker, and I, whether or not they're going to tie up, spar, whatever. I have seen deer uh, the past few days before I saw Kicker that day. I did see them spar, so. I knew they were sparring a little bit, but two rack bucks sparring, that would have been outstanding. <laughs> so anyways, but I wasn't giving them the chance. Yeah. Uh, kicker sees him. He sees Kicker. They're walking towards each other. Well, luckily, that deer was just far enough back that Kicker got parallel with me before they met. And, uh, and they had still not met when he got parallel with me, but they were 10 yards, you know, 15 yards from meeting. And uh, like I said, whether or not they were going to tie up, whatever, I don't know. They didn't act aggressive. But uh, he got parallel with me, and as soon as he got parallel with me, I kind of did a small, like, meh. No, uh, no. He, he stopped parallel. I mean, it was just as perfect as you could possibly get. He come like, parallel, he stopped. And uh, I kind of, no, nah, I just, like, glanced at all the other deer to see, like, is anybody looking at me? I don't have time to, you know, look real hard. But I just kind of do a, a glance over of all the deer. Nothing's looking at me. I draw back, and actually... I don't know if y'all know this, but I have a trail cam video. I have a trail cam video of Kicker walking and getting parallel with me. All right, and we, you need, can we see need to show me, that. And you can see me <laughs> in the background, draw my bow, and let it fly. You got to send me that. You can't so see can me hit the, the deer. Video. You can't see me hit the deer. But, but you say you draw. But you can see me draw. When he walks and gets parallel with me, you can see me draw. And as I draw and I let it go, all the deer kind of spook off, but... 
I mean, it was already slung through him, so it was over with. So he was perfect point. broadside. Perfect broadside. I'm Couldn't assuming you drill the heart. Better. You usually do. Yeah, well. You usually do. Hold <laughs> on. Whoa, now. This dude's not no, he's not no big time. Well, Whoa. I helped him tune his bow, so yeah. he probably did. Hey, that is true. That is true. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> that is true. This and guy, you fletched him, so, I, I mean. That is right. That's right. This and so really, you wouldn't be here without me. This, this ain't no hey. Dr. Deer guy here. Hey. This is his first time As we talk woods. about this deer, I, I say we. <laughs> hey. but uh this guy but yeah so um he got parallel with me and i sent one through him um he ran uh so when i shot uh i did hit him i did hit him a little back uh he was quartering just a tad bit now i say he was perfect broadside but i mean it's very quartering hard to, to get you or away or? quartering away uh, just slightly quartering away. I would say perfect broadside, but slightly quartering away, which helped me out big time because I hit him a little farther back. But when I hit him a little farther back, it came out on the other side long, and he was done. Uh, so he runs off, and the other eight point stands out there and hangs out, does his thing. I don't say a word. The tall one? Huh? The tall this one? This is not and a high fence hunt. <laughs> we don't know what happened. Did he have a tag in his ear? Not a high fence. Yeah. I mean, hey, no, he had, way, after this, Acorn has never been seen again. They he did. Uh, out there in, the, in the plot with him while he shoots three deer. Five for some reason, the, the, eight point, the tall eight point did have a, a spray painted number. On the <laughs> I don't well, know if it was the neighbor's feeding it or whatever. <laughs> was it, it a guy's a, cow? It had something that said, yeah. uh, cow you know, with like a reindeer don't thing shoot. My name is Bob, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no. Uh, so, yeah, that eight point hung out after I shot Kicker. Kicker takes off running. All the does spread out. They go about their business, and uh, that big eight point, he stays. But he is looking. He's not just willy nilly out there. He's looking. He's, he's spooked, yeah, he's you know. He, yeah, he, uh, he heard it and everything, you know. He's, he's nervous. Uh, finally, he walks off. He goes on about his business, and the six-point had ran on up the power line a little bit, and I let him get on out of there. I, I, di- I didn't want to start coming down before all the deer cleared out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But as I was sitting there, I did start doubting myself. I was like, did I make a good shot or did I, I not? Even though I thought I did, I was like, I made I drilled him. I was like, did I make a good shot or did I not? Oh, yeah, we know why you hate that feeling. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. felt it for a little while. <laughs> so... And, and I yeah. even, I even after I shot him, he runs off into the woods. He didn't go 30 yards after I blood trailed him. But at that time, I didn't know that. Uh, but I did hear him crash. I knew that for a fact. I heard him crash. I heard him kicking around in the bushes. Had to have been him, all the rest of the deer. They got the heck out of the county. Um, so I heard him crash, but I'm still doubting myself. Literally. I get, down, Literally. I, get to my, I get to my arrow, and my arrow is just, like, as bright red as you can possibly get. I mean, so good blood. Perfect, perfect hit. Um, so anyways, I give him about 45 minutes and, uh, I get back down there to my area and I blood trail him and he's probably 30 year, 30 yards off the trail, off the, off the power line piled up. And, uh, anyways, <laughs> I, I was ecstatic. The only bad thing about kicker was his G2 was broke off, which made me sick. Uh, to be honest with you, it had to have happened recently. Right before you killed him. I mean, right. I think I think so. It was a clean break. I mean, when I looked at it, it wasn't dirty. I just want to think you showed me pictures. He probably like shot days it before. Yeah. And it was, it was not broke. Yeah, he, he was fine. He, he but. He probably shot it and it ran off in the woods, hit a limb or something, snapped off right before. That's the only reason. That's the only thing bad he had going for him. And yeah. the whole hunt had everything else going great. That well, I say that, meaning like you got pictures right. of it, so like you can recreate that. Yeah, absolutely. I have the taxidermist. Uh, the taxidermist that I'm using is uh, is going too. 
uh, fix that G2. Um, but the only bad thing is when they score him, they're not going to be able to do an official score with that G2 on. It's going to be have to. It's going to have to be with that G2 broke off. Uh, but you know, talking to my taxidermist, <clears throat> who is a an official scorer, uh, he thinks he may go 125, maybe 126. But with have, the G2 broken off. With the G2 broken off, but I have my doubts, uh, just because that's going to take a lot of inches off of the off the bone. Uh, but. Uh, if he does, that'll be in the Pope and Young record book. That will be. It'll That's be what in I was the about Pope to say. Young. Yeah, yep. Pope and Young. Yeah. With a broken but G2. Yes. That is crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. Broken G2 in the oh, Pope God. and Young. And but, we'll, we'll mention the taxidermy some other time. we got to talk to him first once we get a little more. <laughs> yeah, get with, a little all more follow, with all our followers right now, hey, you know, we got to wait. Let's make sure he does a good make job. Sure, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Let's make sure you get your deer back. <laughs> yeah. before, we, uh, before we call him out, yeah. Let's, uh, yeah. but, uh, we'll give him a shout-out when, when the time comes. But uh, So one of the cool <laughs> things is we named, we named him Kicker because of one of the angles on the pictures and all. We prematurely named him that. But... Uh, so what we thought was a kicker was actually we th- when I first saw him I thought it was a, a split brow time. So we actually got this deer all completely wrong, but nobody knew. We named him <laughs> Kicker because we thought he had a kicker. He didn't have a kicker. I thought he was a split brow time. He wasn't a split brow time. When I actually retrieved him and and got him back out and I actually started looking at him, we started taking the pictures and all that. Um, we actually looked hard enough that the kicker that comes off of what we thought was a was a not the kicker, but the uh, the split that comes off of the brow tine. What we thought was a split brow tine is actually a second main beam. It don't connect, so that coming out of his head don't connect with the main beam coming out of his you know his mm-hmm. main main beam. They're not connected. There's a small gap there that makes that one a second main beam, which may help me. I don't know. I'm not an official scorer, but may help me in the scoring process because. You may, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know about the scoring process or anything like that. But I don't know if that will help me. But it's about probably eight inches maybe, second main beam. So we'll I know see. I know official, like they have the gross score and then there's a net score. They mm-hmm. have deductions and stuff. But, like, I don't know, just for talking with buddies and stuff, I would 110% go with that gross score. Yeah. Count it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I don't know. Is it the is it net or gross that goes into the Pope? Don't look I mean, at me. I think I, I could be wrong, but I'm assuming it would have to be net. Yeah. Um, once the deductions go in, right. I don't really agree with that, but. And I think I think the deer, if I'm not bad mistaken, has to be dried. It has to go through a drying yes. process. It can't just be killed on the hoof, mm-hmm. immediately scored. So it, you think they'd score it exactly how the deer just. Was killed, you know, what yep. it was. It's got to go through a drying process. Oh, yeah. so. I had heard that. I don't know how much, though, like there's actually, it's there can't be, be much It's got to be. It's got to be centimeters. I wouldn't think it'd be inches. No. Uh, sure. It's got to be. It's got to be very, very little. But, um, but yeah, so that's the, that's the story of Kicker. And, man, it, it was actually the best worst day of hunting that I've ever had. <laughs> I guess I, I would... To be honest with you, I would say in my whole life. I mean, I've never had that many deer blow at me and run off some in the direction that he came from and still have a successful hunt and everything, you know, pan out the way it panned out. I, I couldn't tell you. And it's funny, too, because I know everybody's been in, the, in that situation where they had have deer blowing at them mm-hmm. and get irritated, right. may leave or whatever, think their hunt's ruined. Oh, yeah. But um, you, to- you did tell me that. Because I remember 
All I knew about this deer was you told me that you had it on camera. You showed me a picture of it, and uh, you called me, or we were texting or something. I forget, and you said, I killed that nine point. And I thought you were joking, <laughs> because the last I heard, he was only coming in, coming out at, uh, at night. Right. I didn't even know you were getting him coming out during the day. Oh, well, uh, to be honest with you, we never once, out of the three pictures we got on the trail camera, none of them were during the day. The first day he come out, I was sitting in the tree. Oh, that is right. You said yep. the cold front was coming through, so you were hoping yep. they would. That is right. That's right. The okay. first day he come out, and we got pictures of him in the daylight hours, I was sitting in the, I just happened to be in the tree the day he so, came out. So, for it, it is in centimeters, the measurements. So it actually shrinks in centimeters. And it says to get the growth score, add the inside spread, the beam length, all the G-point lengths, and, uh, and all H circumference measurements and then that'll be your score. So that's your so thickness your on the main beam. Yeah. Mm. So that's your and then finally subtract the total deduction number from the gross score to get the final or net score. So I guess the biggest thing that would hurt you is the deduction on that G2. Yes. Probably. Mm. Dang. Dang. What if you get like right off of it? And being in the what if it's we'll 124 see. and 6 eighths? <laughs> I'll be sick. I'll be sick. Did hey, you say I, it's 125 for Pope and Young? Yeah, Isn't that 125, right? 125, I believe, yep. 125. Yep. And All right, so going back to how we started, mm-hmm. how we opened up the podcast, you know, people in the Midwest may hear this and be like, wow, struggling yeah. to get to 125. Right. But, mm-hmm. like, again, that's a great deer oh, yeah. in this Absolutely. area. Uh, to elaborate on that, uh, my dad has been a deer hunter pretty much, I would say, since he was 15, 16 years old, and he's 56, 50, mm-hmm. no, he's 58 now, I think. Yeah. Um, but he's been a deer hunter his whole life. He's got one, two, three, he's got four deer on the wall, and my dad is not like a, he's not a guy that just kills anything and everything. I mean, they got to be a good no. deer yeah. for him to kill him. I mean, he doesn't even care shooting does. So. Right, and we've hey. he's never left out of Alabama deer hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he may have went to the Georgia side, you know, in mm-hmm. November, you know, hunting public land. But um, so dad has hunted mostly South Alabama his whole life. He's got four deer mounted in our house, and two of them deer are pushing. Well, I know two of them deer. He's got uh, he got them scored, and I think two of them was 132 and some change, and one of them was 130 and some change. Um, and when you put them deer up, and I know people, like you said, from the Midwest, up north, they're thinking, what in the world? You know, <laughs> yeah. like these guys got 130s on the wall, and we're hanging out here with 150s, 160s, 70s, and 200s. Another great example is the deer you killed last year. I'm assuming we'll talk about it at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, 200 pounds. Yes. All right. 208 pounds. Yeah. 208 pounds. 208 pounds. That's massive. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. And I don't know what he scored, but... Yeah. It has to be in the same ballpark, maybe a little less. I would say probably maybe pushing 120 at yeah. the most. And like that is most. a mature deer. And he's deer. a nine point. Um, and he had no back teeth. Uh, they pulled. So he was old as dirt. He, yeah. he had no back teeth. He was limping. He was 208 pounds, um, rubbing every tree in that place. I mean, just doing his thing. And, uh, and yeah, I mean. Just no bigger than 120. Yeah, 120. At the most, if 120. Um, yeah, he and. So, I mean, I, I mean, that's what we're dealing with around here, you know. Um, 
we're not. <laughs> you know, I, I believe there was a fella. Um, I actually wouldn't mind talking to him one day about it, but uh, he actually killed a 160 class down on public land down at the Geneva State Forest. Oh, this um, was last year, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe it was last year or the year before. I think yeah. it was last year. Last but year. Uh, fine deer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely good, just a, a great <coughs> deer uh, for anywhere. But uh, when he killed that deer, you know, we're looking at that deer like most people look at a 200-inch deer. Yeah. You know, we're like, what in the world? Where'd you kill that at? You know, mm-hmm. and that's, you know. that's a deer that uh, wildlife biologists in the area area want to know. I can't talk. Mm-hmm. Want to know where he killed that deer at so yeah. that they can learn mm-hmm. more about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and I guess we do have, like, even though the average is what we're talking about here, mm-hmm. you know, I guess, too, it is safe to say we have some very small pockets right. of good genetics. Mm-hmm. Like, we could yeah. go to Troy, right. and oh, yeah. the deer are going to be bigger. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah. for the most part, like... We're know. stuck with what we got. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no doubt. Yeah, we try to make the best of what we got and go from there. Um, one day, I wouldn't mind trying to kill one of the big ones somewhere else, maybe outside of Alabama. Uh, But, and two, you know, uh, I was listening to somebody the other day. um, It was another podcast. Uh, I believe it was the guys um, hunting public. And they were talking to the guys from the University of Mississippi State, um, the Deer Research Lab. And, you know, Around here, a lot of people, they hunt the fields, they hunt the food plots. Uh, They'll get in a pocket of woods that are open, hardwoods that are open, you know. You can see, you know, a good ways. Um, And it looks very, I guess you could say, (laughs) deery. You know, I can see in my head a buck running through here, running does. Um, But one thing that they asked the people that, uh, the the fella from the research lab, was, uh, you know, do deer change their tactics when hunting season starts. And they said within three days, mm-hmm. deer start acting different. Yeah. And they changed their tortuosity. Oh, and the guys good job. Like, <laughs> good job. That's a big yeah. word. Hey, I studied that one. <laughs> Look, was, I studied that one. Before the podcast. He was on the way here practicing. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Oh, yeah, I was like, I was sitting there in the truck. We were on the way over here, and I was like, Tor. I know the podcast yeah. you're talking about, though. We made a song about it. it. Yeah. I don't know the guy's name. I think it's Zach from the Hunting Public. He was yeah. struggling with it. Tor- yes, yes, that's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> which means, and if, if I if I remember it right, correct me, which means they're still moving the same amount, but it's not as big of an area. Right. So, you know, yeah, if they travel I mean, a mile, they're still traveling a mile, but it's right. probably within this thicket that hunters are not right. pressuring exactly. them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Like, uh, for example, and, and this is the example that they gave to Zach, I believe, um, was... You know, a deer still is going to move and travel. I did. I did. And if a mic. deer... <laughs> knew it this. Knew it this. Hit the mic. <laughs> Rookie mistake. Yeah, my fault. Um, but yeah, if a deer... A deer is going to travel. He's going to get to where he wants to go. Um, and he kind of explained it to him as, like, if you take a football field and you walk a straight line across that football field, uh, so you're walking in a straight line. Everything's good. Everything's great. But tortuosity would be going from one side of the field to the next or going from one object you know, obstacle to the next, going back and forth, back and forth to get to the same location, but you're just not going in a straight line, taking the same path. It's different paths, and they're staying in the the thick, screened areas 
where they're more they're more hidden. Yeah, he's um, taking the long way instead of the exactly. easy way, yeah. and he's staying exactly. hidden the whole time. Yeah, that's right. not getting killed. Yeah. And so that's he's why, choosing security over yeah convenience. Absolutely. Yeah. Point A to point B. Yeah. Absolutely, and which Passing is why a lot resistance. of the times, you know, people uh, around here and and really, I guess you could say anywhere. Uh, uh, they they're not seeing big bucks. Uh, and another thing, them guys said is big, big bucks, they move. You know, they're not just coming out at night. They're not nocturnal. Not a, you know, yeah, they're not yeah. nocturnal. They uh, they may the they may move at night. You may get pictures at night. But somewhere wherever that deer's at, he's eating and he's moving. Yeah. You just have to be where that deer's where he's at. Moving, yeah. Right, and that's in the thick stuff, which people don't want to trudge through there. And a lot of the times, if you do trudge through there, you blow them out. Mm-hmm. So they're well, a little smarter than what you If you think. are in there, you can only see like 20, 30 yards exactly. at the most. Yeah. So you feel you very confined and, and very yeah. like you're limiting yourself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And most hunters think, you and know, I need game. to see 100 yards to be able to see as many deer as possible. When truly, if you sit in that where I could see 25 yards in front of me, there's a better chance. You have a better chance of a more mature I'm talking about because, but I struggle with that. Oh yeah, it's oh, hard. Yeah, Absolutely. I, Absolutely. It's like in my mind, I know that probably I should sit right there right. in the thick stuff, but. Mm-hmm. I can see further right here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And during the rut, maybe that's a better tactic. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I, I, it's hard. The problem with the 25 thing, and, and my problem with that is, if he don't come right here, I'm not going to see him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I put 20 sits in right here, I have a better chance maybe of killing a mature buck than sitting on that food plot than 20, 20 sits, sits out there. Yeah. And I'm shooting, you know, a basket rack eight or I'm shooting a basket rack six point mm-hmm. when this monster is staying in this thick stuff. Yeah. Or the one that I have on camera that's coming out at night. He's in this thick stuff moving during the day all day. I just, I'm never in that thick stuff to see if he really is moving or if he's not. I, I'm never in there. Yeah. Uh, just because of that. I don't want to feel limited. I want to be able to see. I want to be able to, you know, yeah. have that peace of mind, you know. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's, I don't know, the story of Kicker. And I do believe that, uh, I, I do believe that we have bucks down there. That are shooters. Uh, we had that one that we hadn't seen, uh, the big eight. I do believe he's probably still around. But, you know, we got the big eight before we ever started going back in there for this hunting season. We went down, we put bait out, we did stuff like that. We put corn out and all that to see, to get inventory. And that was before we started going in and out of there, going hunting every day. To get inventory. Yeah, of all the deer that we have, maybe. Is that the right word for that, inventory? Mm-hmm. Just making sure. <laughs> Didn't want to sound stupid or anything. <laughs> Got to make sure on the podcast. That way, you know, we don't sound stupid or anything. I was thinking, like, maybe, you know, get intelligence or something like that. Get yeah. intel. Get intel. Intel. <laughs> intel. 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 I was thinking maybe, you know, get intel, not inventory. I thought inventory was like, boy, we're picking up the corn and taking it home with us. So, yeah, to get in- intel, intel or inventory. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, that was before. We got the big eight before we started going in, hunting, uh, doing whatever we were doing. So, so you reckon that could just be a summer area? Maybe. He'll be back. Maybe it could be a summer area. He could be, you know, he could be, you know, 10 miles off now. Or he could be sitting around there and his tortuosity. Has changed. Has changed. Yeah, maybe he's went to that tortuosity and where he's staying in the thick stuff and he's just not coming out because he senses more activity on our property than has been all year long. So I, I'm a firm believer in, in that could be the case. And hopefully in January when the rut hits and we're going hot and heavy, he'll make another appearance and we'll be sitting in the tree Does he have a name? waiting on him. Does he have a name? Big 8? Just a Big 8. The Big 8. 
-hmm. We may rename him because I think there's a light a hundred people out there with the big eight. <laughs> so yeah, the only thing really we named him was this is a big eight when we first saw him. Well, so we I have no doubt. We like to come up with names will. for our stuff. We like to come up with names for our deer just so we keep Just about with. everybody does. Some I mean, people think it's funny and like ridiculous, yeah. but it really is yeah. easier. Well, just about everybody because, does not do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because well, I have a lot of friends that do not do that. So, I mean, I'm just saying like. I just know Greeley. My wife, whenever I started naming it, she was looking at me funny. Like, yeah, yeah, most people like, look why, at you why are you naming that deer? Yeah. Yeah. But it's so much easier to say, I killed flatbread. Yeah. Or, Instead of hey, I killed one. that, that, you know, that big eight point that was, that was wide. wide that yeah. I saw last year with yeah. the little yeah. tiny brow tines, but now he's yeah. got bigger. Anyway. <laughs> Especially yeah. explaining it to a wife that's like, what are brow tines? What are yeah. G2s? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? What's the main beam? Well, yeah. I killed flatbread. It's just flat a whole bread. lot easier. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and two, I think, too, naming your deer, um, I don't know, it kind of puts a trademark on them. Yeah. Like if I have the kicker, I'm after the kicker. Yeah. Or I'm after the big eight. Mm. And then two, in my opinion, this is just me, I feel attached yeah, to like that deer until I kill yeah. him. And when I do kill him, it's, uh, I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. I'm really excited. But, I, you know, I'm not somebody that just loves to kill animals. <laughs> like a crazy person, just kill animals just to watch them die. Mm -hmm. uh, I do enjoy, you know, the sport of it, but I don't just kill them just to, to watch them get killed. Um, so I do feel a connection with that deer. When I finally close the story on them, I do feel, I guess you could say it's a bittersweet moment. Yeah, it's you like, get a lot man, of gratification out of it, though. Yeah. Right, I, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I get to, it's a memory that I get to keep forever. <laughs> but when uh, you target one deer like that, mm -hmm. I mean, when you when you do get them, it's it's an even better feeling. Absolutely, even, yep. because you feel like you've had even more success. Yeah, right, right. I closed the story on a deer that I've been chasing, yeah. so it feels like you know more success. But then also, in my opinion, it's it's kind of like a bittersweet moment where it's over with. So I'm moving on to the next deer, but you know, I, I enjoyed. I do, I do think too, though, the deer doesn't have to be huge. To do right. that, like yeah. it could be a deer that you just yeah. He's got absolutely. a cool rack, and I want to take him. We 100%. had we had like a little three point. We called like what was it, chocolate or something like that. Mm -hmm. It was like a little dark brown. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we called chocolate came in today. I mean, we just absolutely, absolutely, and everybody's trophy's different, you know. Uh, and and I know the guys, you know that that are already doing podcasts and already you know high up on the rankings of of hunting and stuff. Um, they're already. You know, uh, they'll tell you that, you know, a 200-inch deer is not something that you may be able to kill, but get out there and go hunting and kill something, you know, that you'd be proud of. And if a spike is something you're proud of, as far as I'm concerned, be kill proud spike. of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Be proud of it. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> well, is there anything else that we should say about Kicker or anything about the podcast in general? I think that's it. Uh, maybe later on in our podcast we'll, we'll tell the score. When okay. I find yeah, out what the score out. is, we'll, we'll reveal the score. Um, anybody that's listening, fingers crossed that he's at least 125 dried, maybe at least 125, but I have my doubts. But we'll, we'll reveal that in one of our other podcasts in the future. Uh, but other than that, that's all I got for Kicker, and maybe we'll, uh, we'll revisit it whenever the time comes. I'm looking forward to doing this yeah. again. This and is we're, not, we're, not, yeah. we're not doing this like – to be big or get big or anything like that. We're just kind of doing it to 
Tell our own stories. Have absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Whatever it's happens, not, happens. Yeah. Not trying to. Yeah. I told you this earlier. Like, we've had fun just getting ready to do this. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. And it was really yeah. fun yeah, talking is. about it. I enjoy it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a little rough start. It's been start. a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little rough start. A little rough. But bloopers coming. That's right. That's right. But, yeah, man, uh, that's all I got. That's all I got. So, I think we've been here. I don't know how long it's been to be here. I, I have no idea. idea. We got talking. lost in conversation yeah. and took off with it. We were hoping for an hour, and I think we have surpassed that. I yeah. think so. Cue the George Strait. I'll send the video. <laughs> <laughs> Cue it.